Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to this week's podcast. I'm one of your FWBs, Booked with Emily, or just M. And I am your favorite FWB, Read which reviews. Yeah. I dug myself a hole. Karma. <laughs> I am your other FWB, Read Reviews by Jess, or just Jess, and I am so excited to be here today. I'm excited to be here today, too. I really am. We are going to be talking about Icebreaker by Hannah Grace, her debut novel, A Book Talk Sensation. But before we even get into the nitty-gritty, Jess, your second favorite podcast host, is going to kick us <laughs> off with some icebreakers. I'm going to kick us off with some icebreaker questions because we're reading the icebreaker book and it just feels right to me. So we are going to start with the question. (laughs) I'm nervous. I don't know what she's about to ask. So, (laughs) What is one article of clothing that someone can wear that would make you walk out on a date with them? So they show up in this article of clothing and you're just like, absolutely not. And you leave. Oh, boy. Um, and you can't be like, I, oh, nothing. Like, I don't judge a person by their. No, you're judging this person. No, I, I do judge people. <laughs> um, I'm just trying to think. I I think probably if a man walked in, maybe wearing like. Oh, you know what really bothers me? Okay, if a man walked in wearing his jeans around his butt crack, mm. like real hung real low, I'd be like, nah, this isn't for me. Ooh. And I'd walk out, just like pull them up, put a belt on, yeah, you know? Yeah, that's true. So, that's true. That's what I, I would say no. Okay, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Um, mine would be jeans and flip-flops. Flip-flops in general is a big no for me. Yeah, my husband wears flip-flops. I don't know when this happened. Like, he used to be so anti-flip-flop, and I had no say in it. Like, I bought him for the beach, and I was like, this is fine. And then they just became, like, his comfort flip-flops. And now... I think you need to really just kind of take them away from him. I'm going to try. Devin, if you're listening, your flip-flops and me have beef, and they're going to the garbage. Yeah, okay. That's a good one, though. I like that. Flip-flops are a big no for me. Yeah, I'm same. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> okay, next question. The zombie apocalypse is here. It's coming, and it's here. Okay. <laughs> Who are the three people that you would want in your corner, and they have to be fictional from a book? Don't say all, no. You can't say all three of, from the same book. They have to be from different books. I just made that rule. You don't make the rules I just here. Did. Okay. <laughs> um. Oh, gosh, that's a lot of pressure. I would, if they could be from the same book, easy, Reese, Cassian, and Asriel, because that's an obvious answer. So if they have to be from different books, I would pick Cassian from Akatar because I think he's the biggest and baddest and sexiest Mm. of them all. (laughs) Oh, you're Mm -hmm. having a good apocalypse. Yeah, I don't even care about the zombies. Um, And then it would be Hunt from Crescent City because he reminds me a lot of Cassian and I think that could just be a, a fun time. And then my third one... Um, you know what? Since we're talking about Icebreaker, I'm going to say Nate from Icebreaker because he is just a little sweetie pie and 
I don't know. I it just he's he came to mind. So I'll probably regret that answer later. But that's who I thought of. Yeah, I would say those were good answers. I think I would say Reese from Akatar just because he's the most powerful High Lord and he can just like turn bitches <laughs> to dust. <laughs> so um, I'd have to go with that kind of a, a shit move on you for picking Cassian, but I'll forgive you. Yeah, agree to disagree. Cassian is superior, <laughs> um, but it's fine. <laughs> And I would say Cole Blackwell from Sinners and Saints duet. Mm. Okay. Um, Sophie Lark. Lark. He is a straight up serial killer. Like he's just wild. So I would pick him for sure. And then I'd also pick Nero Gallo from Savage Lover by Sophie Lark. Because he's a psychopath. Yeah. yeah, and he's he a good driver, a so if we needed to get away from a herd of zombies, I feel like he'd have us. I guess Reese could fly us, actually, I lied, but I'd still pick Nero. Yeah, no, I think those are three really good choices. I think my heart isn't in tonight, but, like, I truly cannot think of anyone else, so we're just going to, like, roll with it. What about Darius from Zodiac Academy? Is that his name? <laughs> oh, my God! Yes! Why didn't I think that? Okay, let me redo this, my three. Okay. It would be Cassian from Akatar, a thousand percent. Hunt from Crescent City, because I think him and Cassian would be so much fun together, and I think they would be able to just really keep me safe. Yeah. In a lot of ways. And then I would definitely choose Darius from Zodiac Academy. I can't believe I didn't think of him. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. But I think they would clash, all three of them. I think that they would. Like, oh, for sure. Like, mine are not getting along. Yeah, but hopefully over me. Like, they'd fight over me. And I'd be like, boys, there's enough of me to go around. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like, um, we're literally in a fucking apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a good one. That's a good one. Okay, um, here is another question. What is your favorite sandwich and why? <laughs> Okay, I'm torn between two. Okay, hit me. So I'm from Pittsburgh, so obviously Permiani's mm. is a big Pittsburgh thing. So I would go with either the Capicola from Permiani's with the fries and the coleslaw or just a classic Italian hoagie. Mm. Like you just can't go wrong with a classic Italian heated up with Italian dressing and mayo. Yeah. Those are both... I would go Italian. It's a, it's a safe bet. Italian, for sure. Yeah. I am also from Pittsburgh, but would never choose a Permani sandwich just mm-hmm. because I feel like they are overrated. Well, it's a good <laughs> thing that you left Pittsburgh. It's a good thing that I am <laughs> out of there. Um, I would pick maybe like, a, okay, here's what it is. It's toast. Okay. There's toast. You toast the bread mm-hmm. and then it's basil pesto and then it's like a thick like carved turkey like piece of turkey and then there's tomato and brie cheese on it okay i like everything if we could replace the turkey what do you want i would do like maybe ham or oh with pesto yeah okay it's a roast chicken how about that or chicken chicken would be good yeah Yeah, no for sure so you're bougie with the pesto okay i'm a trader joe's hoe is what it is you are i am a giant eagle Girl. John Eagle. <laughs> Go down to John Eagle. Go down to John Eagle. Down all to right, all right, all right. Well, 
Um, okay, last song, and then let's get right into this book because I'm excited to talk about it. Did I say last song? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, well, you did. The question is, you have to sing karaoke. What song do you pick? Let's go, girls. That's a good hundred percent Shania Twain or something by Celine Dion or I think Shania Twain, Whitney Houston, and Celine Dion are the top three. Karaoke. So you're trying to belt. Oh, 100%. I'm trying to get okay. the crowd going. I want people clapping, maybe some lighters or a cell phone for like some light. Like I just, I want to bring the house down. I love that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I vibe with it. Thank you. I would pick um something by <laughs> T-Pain probably. <laughs> I think that's when I would take the chance to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I would probably pick. No, I'm just kidding. I would pick someone like you by Adele. Ooh, and I'd depress everybody. So everybody wants to cry and have sex with each other. I think that's amazing. Yeah. And that's a good choice. And I, I love your reasoning behind it. So <laughs> I feel like we really got to know each other better. I am going to visit Jess in 10 days, and so I expect an Italian hoagie um, waiting for me. And, and to also, be serenaded. Yes, exactly. I want to go karaoke-ing. Karaoke-ing? karaoke I want to go karaoke And I want to cry, <laughs> and then my husband's coming with me, what? so we'll, okay, we'll see where I'm say. What are you doing? What are you going? <laughs> where are we going? <laughs> <laughs> your guest bed is kind of squeaky too so we'll see how that goes but yeah i did hear you guys in there last time <laughs> probably just rolling around i'm just kidding <laughs> oh, moving God. on let's get to the book so we are talking about icebreaker by hannah grace debut novel as i mentioned book talk sensation really making its way over to bookstagram mm-hmm. um it, it's kind of just taking the the book community by storm i think I, i've seen a lot about it truly is yeah yeah so just to kick us off a little bit about the book um so it is about two people really the main focus it is going to be a seven book series but the book one is about two people anastasia and nate um or nathan she is a really controlling kind of OCD anxiety ridden figure skater she really wants to be in the Olympics and he is honestly kind of just like a golden retriever character I would say and he is the captain of the it's a college romance so he is the captain of the ice hockey team and there are two ice hockey rinks on campus and when one breaks what happens they end up having to share the same ice hockey rink so or the same ice rink and so it's really interesting she kind of i think is more the grumpy in the book than he is so they have to share the rink and they just kind of up and downs they're trying to be friends they're not really friends a lot of supporting characters and i think the main trope would probably be like enemies to lovers to be honest with you (laughs) yeah no i think i agree so just some other details like emily said this is a sports romance it's a college romance um and the sport is hockey it's around 435 pages Mm -hmm. and this one is available on kindle unlimited so if you are a subscriber to that you better run and check it out um but this book has also taken 
books book talk specifically by storm and it's now migrating over to bookstagram um and it has a decent amount of reviews like it really took off especially for a debut novel yeah um so it's got a 4.26 star rating out of 29.2 thousand reviews that's like really Um, good that's pretty good, yeah. yeah. Especially for like a romance, I feel like that's a that's a lot of reviews on yeah. Goodreads, and especially for a long romance too. Like totally. this is definitely on the longer side of most romances, so I, I'm really impressed with that. Yeah, I am too, honestly. Um, and this is a, a dual point of view novel, so it goes back and forth between Nate and Stoss's point of views. Um, so you get to see kind of what's going on in both of their minds. We did talk about tropes in our last episode. Um, or not our last episode, but if in one of our episodes in the past, I don't know which one, but, um, <laughs> yeah, if you listen to that, this one has some lovely tropes in it as well. Um, like Emily said, enemies to lovers for sure. Um, a little bit of friends with benefits, some found family, he falls first and also some reverse grumpy sunshine action where she is the grump and he is the sunshine. So yeah. A lot of good stuff in this book, honestly. I loved all of the tropes. Um, And this is also, I think, like some, maybe like some forced proximity going on a little bit too. Yeah. Just just a lot. I don't know. I would definitely say there's some forced proximity um, in the beginning. And then it becomes very much like we want to be near each other proximity, chosen proximity. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah no. Well, there's also, in, and we'll get into this, I'm sure, but at some point they become ice, well, figure skating partners, I guess you could say. Like mm-hmm. he is helping her continue her training as a figure skater um, while her partner is not able to skate. So there's like a little bit of forced proximity there where they're like close to each other and in each other's faces and like touching each other. So yeah. No, yeah, for sure. Love that. Okay. So that's, that's the gist of it. Yeah. I think that's the main topic. So if you haven't read the book yet, stop here, go read the book. Cause that's what yeah. it's about. Cause now we are going to get into kind of our opinions on it and it is not spoiler free. So that is your warning you for the reminder. Mm-hmm. Let's get into it. Let's do it. So, I you read this more recently than I did. So, I excuse me because I won't be able to remember anything, and you'll have to definitely refresh my memory on yeah. most of it. I will try and do that. I guess right off the bat, my thing is like this is a debut, which mm-hmm. and it's a longer romance, which is kind of like not common. Like, did you? ever get tired of reading it like how did you feel about it um so my overall thoughts on the book were that I really did like it I thought it was cute I liked all the supporting characters um I liked the kind of like dual sport romance and I did say this was a hockey romance but I'm actually going to correct myself because there is figure skating involved as well so you get kind of both of those sports but I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a good amount of steam, but I will say it was long. I think it probably could have been cut down by like 20% and we yeah. would have been fine. Uh-huh. Um, there are a couple points, parts in the book where I think we could have done without them, but we'll get to that in a little bit. But overall, I really did like it. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think when I, 
this happens sometimes too. So Jess and I have really not talked about our feelings on this book at all. So mm-hmm. the first thing is when I first started reading it, like I wasn't like addicted to it. I just kind of was mm-hmm. like picking it up and I was like, okay, like what's going to happen? And I don't know when, but all of a sudden, like I couldn't stop thinking about them. Like I just wanted to keep reading. I think when they started interacting more and when they were like actually like getting along and kind of got into that, like they were more friends than enemies. But yeah. I think I think it was a little long. I think there were some parts that could have been taken out of it. Like I nothing even specific that comes to mind, but like there were parts that I felt like dragged a little bit because it I mean it is long for for a romance book, but not even for a romance book. I just think that like everything that happened could have still happened in just like a shorter amount of time maybe or like a shorter amount of pages. But That's fair. I don't know. I I really did like it. I liked them a lot. I thought they were both really cool. And I thought they had, like, interesting, like, character traits to them. Yeah. I I think – I agree. I really like them as well. I think Stoss got a little bit on my nerves. Like, I definitely liked Nathan more. But then there was a point where he was annoying me because I was, like – he was just – got to the point where he was, like, so protective over her and, like, just felt like – like he was fathering her almost so and I, I was like, okay that's funny you say that because I actually wish he would have been more protective really yes I think there were so many points of the book and okay I guess too when I have read the, what I would compare this to is probably the off-campus series by L. Kennedy like that's the kind of vibe I get like I get very much like all these guys live in a frat house and these girls mm-hmm. kind of come over and you have a lot of different like personalities going on and it is a sports romance and so when I compare it to something like that like usually you've got your stereotypical like jock who's just very protective almost to the point where that's annoying like Mm -hmm. in those books but I felt like in this book the way that Hannah wrote it she was just much more aware I think of like how I don't even know how to say it. I just think that maybe, like, he wasn't as, like, protective. Like, he didn't have as many red flags, quote-unquote, that, like, might be a turnoff to some people. Maybe that's what I – like, I'm used to protective as in, like, I'm going to beat the shit out of you if you, like, talk to her or whatever. But he was, like – I don't know. Like, he was, like, verbally trying to protect her and trying to, like, coach her into how to be better and, like – improve her relationship with Aaron I guess and I was just like okay this is a lot for me yeah so Aaron I couldn't stand him I thought he was so toxic literally the worst person from the get-go like I just was Hannah annoyed me because I was like stop making excuses for him like if I ever had a friend that acted like this Oh, I said Hannah. (laughs) But also Hannah, damn it. No, yeah, like Stoss, she kept making, like, excuses for him. Like, oh, well, he just, you know, he has a lot to deal with and blah, blah, blah. Like, listen, there's only so many excuses you can make for someone before you just cut them out of your life. Like, I don't know. I agree. She definitely, I didn't, so if I could take one part out of the book, it would be Aaron. Like, I feel like I would have loved the book so much more if he wasn't there. And I know he was in the book to kind of give this, like, sort of conflict and this this hump that they had to get over because without him, a lot of the story wouldn't exist, right? Yeah, for so, sure. But I just felt like I didn't like 
the I didn't like his character at all. He was frustrating the way that she enabled him to be just so shitty she and toxic. Did. Yeah. Like, yeah, it, he would have been out of my life so far long ago. But and it never really improved. It wasn't like he had this like character growth. Exactly. Like he was just there being a dick to yeah. be a dick. He was, and I will say, though, by the end of the book, like, I was so proud of Stoss for finally, like, standing up and being like, I would rather fucking skate solo than have a mm-hmm. partner be like you. Because she kept making that excuse. Like, when Nate would be like, you don't need him, you don't need him, you don't need him. And she'd be like, no, like, I literally do need him. Like, he's my skating partner. Like, I'll never find another person to go to the Olympics with. So finally, like, when she stood up for herself at the end, after he kissed her at the very yeah. end and was like, I would literally rather skate alone and skate with you i was like finally like that's finally the moment i was waiting for no i get it i get why he was in the book but i just had i hated him so much and i was like this book would be so much more enjoyable if you weren't here but then like what there would be so much lacking in the book because so much did revolve around him yeah no i agree and i i think like getting back to nate not being like that protective kind of like man in her life i think he was but he was trying to be that in like a healthy way like he didn't want to like there were many times where he was like I just want to punch Aaron in his face so badly but I'm not going to do that because I know it'll just upset you know Anastasia it'll make things works like worse for her so like I feel like there were times where like he definitely did take a step back and just be like what I want to do is not going to help her where I would be like where I wanted him to just take it into his own hands and like go beat the shit out of him like maybe not healthy but like I I wanted him to do that so badly sometimes no I get that I'm the same way I feel like it was so like this I would relate it to the off-campus series in that it is steamy and also it has hockey involved and Mm -hmm. like there's all these guys who have like this team dynamic and they're just kind of like just dudes being bros you know yeah but I feel like this book was uh more mature like these college kids were definitely more mature than they were in the off-campus like Stoss I didn't picture her in college like I know she was but I just, she was just, like, doing her own thing, like, owning her life. Yeah, no, I think you're definitely right. But I think that was, like, one of the things about her that was kind of just, like, one of her personality traits where she kind of did, like, struggle with, like, her anxiety and kind of just being, like, chill and just living life, you know? Like, she literally mm-hmm. lived by her planner. Like, she literally had scheduled times where she was going to, like, hook up with people because, like, she just didn't have time for anything else. So I don't think she lived, like, that, like, normal college life because she was – she had so much pressure on her. She wanted to make her parents proud. You know, they adopted her, and she really wanted to, like, show them that, like, she was almost worth it, you know? And, like, I don't know. She – she and I think there was a lot of, like, mental health awareness in this book, too. I've seen a lot of people praise that about how Hannah wrote just, you know, Stoss was dealing with a therapist, and, you know, she she had really bad anxiety, and – she handled it, I think, in a realistic way. Like, the way that Stoss struggled with her anxiety, I think, is very realistic. Yeah, definitely. I see that for sure. Um, I, I mean, not to mention, she also had an eating disorder that was pretty much caused by Aaron. Yeah. Aaron's creating this meal schedule, this meal plan for her. Like, at no point did she think to herself, like, Man, I should probably eat more than lettuce and carrots. Yeah. Well, I think she did. And then Aaron would be like, you're fat. I can't lift you. 
But meanwhile, he's just a lying asshole. Yeah, no, he was the worst. And there is one character, so Ryan, who she first was sleeping with, like, that was her, like, fuck buddy in the very beginning of the book because she was a commitment phobe. She did Mm. not want to commit to anyone. Like, so she was very much happy with just kind of, like, sleeping with people. And, like, that was the situation. She was fine with being friends with benefits. But I really liked Ryan because he encouraged her to, let's go eat wings. You know what I mean? Like, let's go, like, eat more than just lettuce and you need to you know Aaron if he can't lift you he needs to lift more like you can't eat less I really really liked Ryan he didn't play a huge part in the book but I I do hope one of the books is about him because I thought he was great yeah yeah I agree and I think it'll be nice if one of the books is about him if this isn't just like all hockey because he was a football player basketball he was the basketball captain was he basketball yeah he was basketball I swear he was football What's that? I swear he was football, but I'm probably yes. wrong. Yeah. You're you're wrong. So. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. He was, uh, Ryan was a basketball player, so I really hope. <laughs> I really hope that they're not all hockey because I do like a hockey romance, but at some point it gets repetitive, I feel. I think if it would be seven books yeah. on hockey, that would be a lot. But I think another interesting – I don't know if this – if he will have his own book, but Robbie is one of the characters. I mean, as you know, he lives in the house with them, and it's Nate's best friend since childhood, and he's actually in a wheelchair. He's a paraplegic. He had a um, skiing accident at Nate's dad's ski resort. Mm-hmm. And so he kind of is like a mentor, like a coach for the team. So I think it would be interesting if a book was about him kind of like – where his path takes him, like, after leaving college. You know, like, does he become a coach? No, that's a good point. I wonder if he will have a book, just because we saw a lot of his relationship with Lola in this book. So unless they break up, I feel like, where do you go from there, you know? Oh, my gosh, wait. Did you catch, too, that Nate was going to play with the Vancouver Agitators after he graduated? Yeah, I loved that. I loved that little Easter egg. I also liked, too, the part on the plane where she's reading her spicy book. It's the kiss quotient. Oh, my God, I know. (laughs) I saw that, too. I loved that. I love when, like, authors will kind of, like, mention, like, other authors and stuff like that. I think that's so fun. the The Vancouver Agitators don't exist, right? No, that's Megan Quinn. Well, I know that, but I just oh. wanted to make sure. Oh, oh, they might. Oh, I don't know. I don't follow ice hockey. I don't, I don't either. Think that's a, <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's a real thing, but I love that. I thought that was so fun because if you didn't know this, we love Megan Quinn and yes. we really like her books. So I thought that was like a nice little Easter egg for sure. No, yeah. I uh, I think she had a lot of cute little Easter eggs in there, which I really liked. What did you think about the steam and the spicy scenes? I loved it. I knew that it was going to be steamy going into it because people said that it was really steamy. But with this being like a 435-page book, I was so worried that the steam wasn't going to kick in until like 50%, you know, and I'd have to read like so much to get there because I love steam in a book I'll be honest (laughs) it kicked in so early like it happened so early on and I was there for it and I thought they were such good sex scenes like and not even just the sex like everything about it the build up to it the tension he was such a dirty talker I loved it I thought it was so good (laughs) 
I agree with Emily. I think the the steamy scenes weren't super like unconventional or anything. No. Like it's just your average like sex scenes, I think. But he definitely was a dirty talker. Talker. He definitely was. I feel like the book talk term for this is well. I just think in the general term is a soft top, which means that they are like this submissive golden retriever nice guy in real life and in in the bedroom they're kind of like dominant and like have this like dirty side around them i learned something i had no idea that was a thing (sighs) you know i'm for the people it's fine i am an educator i agree he definitely would be what a soft top is that what that is okay i would i could see that and i think i was a little nervous at first actually for the steam because he is that like golden retriever personality Mm -hmm. like i was so like is he gonna be able to like bring it to the bedroom (laughs) like is he gonna be able to like show like a dirty side but one thing that just got so like old to me and it, it doesn't a lot of books like we get it, right? Like, he has a massive dick. Like, oh, yeah. It just, every time they have sex, like, it just, like, I don't know. Does that annoy you at all? Oh, like, for I sure. I just got it's so, so tired of me. hearing about it. Like, I I get it. Like, you're stretched. You're stretched to the max. You can't Ooh, go you're any so further. You're so small, you can't take my giant, massive cock. Yeah, like, it's just, <laughs> we get it. Like, we get it. No, you know? that's we actually, we're going to have to do a whole segment on our pet peeves of books because that's one of mine as well. It's like, like, all right. Yeah, it is. And another pet peeve of mine too, and maybe this is just, you know, Tim, if you're listening to this, you might want to stop. But my experience in college is <laughs> college boys don't know how to make you orgasm in 0.3 seconds. Okay? Yeah. They just do not. Like, it just doesn't happen. I get it. It's fiction. And I live for the steam. I love the spice. But, like, it's just unrealistic. So if you are, like, a virgin reading this and you expect <laughs> This your is not s- real life. Yeah, this is not real life. He might have a massive dick, but that doesn't mean he knows how to use it. Okay? And he might have a tongue, but you're not going to have an orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> so- <laughs> well, you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Small dicks and no orgasm is your reality. <laughs> I really just went off on a tangent there, but it just That's is okay. how I feel. No, yeah. I agree. I think, too, because it was – it's – I don't have a problem with people saying, like, oh, his dick is so big over and over, but then it's like, oh, she's this small, petite girl. How's she going to take this monster cock? And it's just like, okay. Yeah. She'll figure it out. I think she's going to do it. Yeah. She did do fine. it several times <laughs> in many different positions. So she'll it's good. Um, but you know I what? I feel like there was a lot of oral sex in this book, particularly. So much. So much. He had a magic mouth. They both did. Yeah. They both did. I feel like I remember those scenes over like actual penetrative sex. Do you know what scene I remember the most was when he, she showed up wearing JJ's um jersey and he took her to the bathroom and apparently bent her in half as he was railing her against the wall like first like he like was holding her his her legs were around his waist and then he put her legs on his shoulders while still having her against Mm. the wall and i was like she must be really small (laughs) and she's a figure skater so this is probably just like an average tuesday for her Literally, yeah, she's used to her, like, heels being behind her head. Yeah. I know. I remember, and I think this is, like, really why this book took Book Talk by storm is because there's a part in the book where she's reading the kiss quotient, remember? And uh-huh. he's like, whatever you read, I'll do to you later. 
Yeah, and if you've read The Kiss Quotient, you know there's some <laughs> dirty things in there. Yeah. But so I think no. that's really cuz that's all that's really all girls who read want. Whatever you read, I'll do to you later. That's fine. Yeah. We want a man written by a woman. Whoop, literally. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Yes. I'm going to have maybe I'll just like leave my Kindle open with that highlighted in my kitchen you and should. let Tim stumble upon it. Yeah. And, like, read that one sentence. You I'll should. just catch him up in my, like, little office library reading, like, the dirtiest, smuttiest <laughs> books I have. I feel like, yeah, more men need to be reading smut. Yeah, I agree. That reminds me of another book that I read, The Blind Side by Candy Steiner. And it is almost exactly, like, down to what you said where he was he actually took her books and started reading like the steamy book so he could learn like what she wanted sam okay yeah. i was actually i know we've talked about this before i was gonna start the blind side the other day but then you said it's a sec i was like confused because i was like do i have to read fair catch first i know you said i don't have to but then i feel like i have to yeah i didn't realize the blind side was the second book in a series but they could all be standalone yeah. so you're really like the couple that is book one is mentioned in book two, so you know that what happens to that couple, but it it doesn't spoil anything. I mean, it's a romance. They're all happy ever after, so you know what True. you're going to get. Okay. Yeah, so recommend. I feel like we talked on it a little bit earlier, but who was your favorite character? Like, we talked about that there were a lot of characters. Who was your favorite? There were so many characters, but one of my favorite characters was probably Henry. He was so endearing and so sweet. And, like, I think his character growth, even for, like, kind of the little bit he was mentioned in the book, was phenomenal. Like, at first he was mentioned as, like, I think he was a sophomore, right? That, like, he was too awkward to hang out with anyone else. And so that's why he was living with them in the frat house. They really took him under his wing because he just had, like, kind of social anxiety and stuff. And by the end of the book, like, he would just say what's on his mind. Like, he was so funny. Like, so funny. I, I think feel like that, he was like, like that the whole book. Like, he just had no concept filter. of, like, yeah. oh, I probably shouldn't say this. So he just does this, like, the most blatant shit in front of everybody. And they're all just like, Henry, you can't say that. He does. He has no filter. Like, I'm concerned that he's going to get his ass beat one of these days <laughs> because he says something that's just, like, so out of pocket. Right. Like, you can't say that. But I really hope that one of the seven books is about him. Because I I think, like, a lot can be done with his character. I'm, like, super interested to see, like, what kind of girl, like, he falls for or, like, falls for him. Yeah, I'm excited for that, too. I think Henry would probably my, probably be my favorite character. I also really liked Russell. I thought his character was just, like, super sweet and also, like, shy. And I liked that him and Henry started to form, like, a little bit of a bond as well. Yeah, I think that she set that up nicely. Yeah. Like, this is, again, kind of how it reminds me. By in no means is kind of like a copycat of the off-campus series, but they just are similar in the sense where they're both, you know, hockey, it's a sports romance, and they're living in frat houses. Like, the characters could not be more different, like Jess said. Like, they have such different personalities. I think there's, like, a lot more representation, too. One of the hockey players is bisexual. One of the um guys living in the frat house like I mentioned is a paraplegic so it's just like I feel like there's a lot more kind of just like awareness maybe an icebreaker just a lot more representation so it's completely different vibes in that sense but I think Hannah 
set it up in a way where we could kind of get a book for each of these characters and be invested in it. I agree. And I think, too, like, these guys are a lot just, like, nicer and just... I don't know. I The guys in the off-campus series, I just think, are dicks. And they're all just, like, players. Except for John Tugger. Yeah. I would agree. I think you just can't compare them. I We are going to talk about the off-campus series. So we're going to have a whole episode kind of on sports romance um, books. So not to get too much into that, but I agree. Like, these guys are just nicer. Like, they were never, like, rude to any girls. They weren't really degrading either. Like, I, I wasn't, like... Like, they didn't say anything. I think there were a few times where they all were just like, she can sleep with whoever she wants. Like, she's single. Like, let her fuck whoever she wants. That's fine. Like, she's not a slut. Like, I think that's actually one of my favorite parts of this book is that this Anastasia has, like, she's coming from living with Aaron and Lola. And then she just kind of gets pulled into this hockey world. And all of a sudden... Like, these guys are sticking up for her. Like, they're mm-hmm. she's friends with them as much as she's friends with Nate. And it's just, like, she kind of gets this whole, like, found family aspect going on. She does. They love her. They love her. Like a, like a sister, too. Like, it's not, like... Yeah. I mean, some of them make, like, jokes just to upset Nate and, like, make him jealous. But I think, like, they truly all just become friends. Um, and you do get a little bit of that, and not to continuously compare it to the off-campus, you get a little bit of that in off-campus with Hannah, but I think for the most part, like, I don't know, it was just a really sweet aspect of the book, I feel like. Yeah, it was a fun dynamic. It was almost like one of those situations, like, made me want to go back to college and kind (laughs) of, like, find that, you know what I mean? Like, just become, like, friends with, like, a really great group of guys, because I don't think that's common. Like, I think it's... I don't know, from my college experience, like, it's not very common that a girl kind of, like, finds herself with six guys that, you know, are the jocks on campus that are just, that take her in as almost like a sister. Like, I just thought it was a really sweet dynamic. I mean, there was one point when she was, um, took cooking lessons with JJ, like, they would make dinner together. Like, it was, there was a lot of sweet moments. Well, I feel like you'd have to be fucking one of them in order to do that, and I don't think Tim would allow that, so... No, Tim, again, if you're listening, back in college, I was single. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm kidding. You're totally right. I don't want that. I don't want that. (laughs) Okay, I believe it. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Um, Yeah, what was your – did you have a favorite part? Um – I nothing you know what sticks to me the most is when she went home with him for the holidays or when they both went home with each other for the holidays so she was like such a commitment phobe so I just thought that was like a really big moment and like remember they went out to dinner and they were with her parents and they went out to dinner and they ran into her ex-boyfriend he was like the waiter for them and she introduced him and was like this is my boyfriend Nate and that was the first time she said boyfriend and Nate literally was just like oh my god relax stay calm like don't freak out because like that was such a big deal because like she she didn't want that she didn't want to commit to him Mm -hmm. so I really liked that and then I loved 
when she went to his house and his dad and sister weren't home, but then they came home early. Oh my God, I forgot about this. And they literally were having sex on the kitchen island. <laughs> and she had like the whipped cream and everything out. Yeah, they were doing some dirty stuff on the kitchen island and his sister walks in and literally. she's like, um, do you want to get dressed before dad comes in? <laughs> yeah, she was about to make a whole freaking Sunday out of his body. Literally. Like it was about, I'm, I'm sad that his sister walked in to be honest with you. <laughs> I actually really liked, okay, I have two things to say. Number one, uh-huh. I really liked how she just like stood up to Nate's dad and was just basically like, you fucking yeah. suck. Like, let, like, his sister was also an athlete. Um, and her dad was really, his, yeah, her dad was really strict on what she was eating. And Anastasia, like, coming from similar experience, was like, get the burger. Like, I'm going to get the burger. Yeah. You should get the burger. And she was just very, yeah. like, she was very blunt with his dad. And it, like, came out that his dad actually really liked her and liked that about her. Um, so I loved that aspect too. And then I loved at Christmas when Nate gets her an iPad. Oh my God. Because she's like such a planner and, um, she has like her notebooks that she carries. And he was like, now I'm going to introduce her to digital planning. And as a digital planner, I was like, I love this part. It was so, so thoughtful. (laughs) It was so sweet when he did that. And it's funny because he mentioned like this Christmas gift, but you didn't find out what he got her until like he gave it to her basically. And I thought it was so, so sweet. But I I like that you brought up the dad too, because I was going to say that like, I love that she stood up to like, his dad when like he was treating him like shit and his sister like shit like I just was like that is a real one right there because I feel like it could be hard sometimes to like stand up to your partner's parents or your you know what I mean like when you know they're treating them like shit and so I just I loved that I was like yeah you fucking tell them I agree I think too it, it was an interesting dynamic because Nate and his family are very wealthy and Anastasia and her family are like kind of the opposite where it's like she has to work for her skating job or to afford her skates. Mm -hmm. Just like a modest kind of like average, maybe lower middle class, like, you know, just kind of like a normal family. So it, when he got, he got her the iPad, he was like, are you mad? Like, are you, is this okay? Like he like felt like, he didn't want her to feel bad for spending so much money. And I was like, I love this guy. I did really like Nate. He was another one of my favorite characters. Yeah, I thought Nate was awesome. There was nothing about him that, like, I honestly didn't like. Like, if anything, there were moments where I thought he could have been, like, harsher with her. And he would just kind of, like, I don't know if this is, like, a saying that you guys would know. But he just, like, pussyfooted around her. Like, he just kind of, yeah, like, he just kind of tiptoed around her. And and, and I thought it was sweet because he didn't want to hurt her. But sometimes I feel like it's okay to be, like, freaking listen to me. Like, this is, you know, like, his feelings mattered just as much. You know, like, I feel like there were times where, like, he wanted a relationship and he wanted to commit to her. And he wanted to call her, you know, like, his girlfriend. And I think this goes back to how we talked about like friends with benefits where people say it can be like toxic sometimes because one person's feelings aren't like heard or acknowledged. Yeah. And I feel like she did that to him sometimes. Like she was honest from the get go. She didn't want anything. But I also think after you're sleeping together and living with him, basically, like, I don't know. I feel like his feelings could have been hurt a little more. Totally. No, I think that that's totally fair to say. Overall, what did you think of the book? I know we talked about it a little bit, but what did you read it? 
So overall, by the end of the book, I did love it. Like, it's one of those books I kind of sat on for a little bit just to, like, really get my feelings. And I would probably say it was, like, a four, probably a solid four star, which is still really good to me. It took me a while to get into, and so I think that's why I wouldn't get five stars. I I think, like, I wasn't obsessed with it at first, um, but once we started seeing more of them, like, I really, really liked it. And I I think it could have been condensed just a little bit, but it was a solid, solid read. I thought it was funny. I loved their relationship. I loved Nate. So I would definitely say, like, a solid four stars. Yeah, I would say the same. I gave it four stars. I think um, nothing – like, that's still a great review mm-hmm. and a great rating. I think it was just, for me, a little bit frustrating. Like, the whole Aaron aspect and then, yeah, um, like, Anastasia. 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 Still, like, I don't know, like, enabling him and then just some other stuff. But overall, I really did enjoy it. I thought the steam was good. I thought there were a lot of cute parts and, like, swoon-worthy moments. Um, and I'm really excited for the rest of the series. Yeah, I am too. I can't wait to continue reading them. I thought it was. And let's not forget to really drive it home, like a debut novel too. Yeah. Like I thought that was fantastic. I think there was a lot of representation in it. I think there was a lot of mental health awareness. So I think it deserves all the hype. I understand why book talks going crazy over it. Totally agree. Ooh, I'm excited. Oh excited to hear what you guys have to think about it so head over to our instagram this will have a post on this eventually and we're Mm -hmm. excited to hear about your thoughts on the book in the comments but just remember even if you didn't love the book be kind you know you don't need to bash the author in the comments it's just someone still spent a lot of time writing this book so this is true yeah yes i could never be an author for that reason because i'm afraid people will hate me um but anyways um so it's time for our most favorite part of the episode well maybe not your favorite part but our favorite part bookmarked m what is our bookmark this week our bookmark is very simple what did nate get anastasia anastasia for christmas what was her christmas gift yes Tell us. Yes. Slide into our DMs over at Friends with Books Pod and let us know what Nate got her for Christmas. We will choose one lucky winner at random to uh, have a gift, whether it's a coffee or a book or a gift card or a picture of M's boobs. Yes, if you're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> But you have to pay for those. So those cost money. Um, I'm just kidding. We are not sending nudes to the people. Yet. (laughs) All righty. Well, I guess we can say we are friends with Icebreaker. If you like this episode and want to continue reading along with us, make sure you follow us over on Instagram at Friends with Books Pod, where we will announce our upcoming buddy read. Um, but in the meantime, what are we talking about next week, Em? It's a surprise to to everyone, including us. Next week will be. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Next week, our episode is going to be a holiday book guide and some bookish gift recs for your yeah. fellow book lovers. And we are so excited because we have learned one thing about each other, and that is our love language is definitely buying things for one another. 
More so Jess than honestly me. So we're super, super excited to really let you guys know what we think are going to be some great gifts for your book lovers or even for yourself. Treat yourself. Yeah, treat yourself. And I think this is just like the start of a lot of fun holiday episodes that we have coming. It's the Christmas season, baby. This is my favorite time of year. Yeah, so uh, my favorite time of year. I love Christmas. I love decorating for Christmas. I love reading books about Christmas. So a lot of our buddy reads in December that we are going to talk about on the pod will be seasonal and we'll also be just highlighting some some seasonal books too for you all that you can check out um but icebreaker i think is a great book to read during december as well if you haven't read it just because it is kind of like the winter vibes with the hockey and the figure skating and they do like celebrate christmas together so absolutely check check the book out if you haven't but um i'm very excited for next episode to talk about our holiday book guide and our gifts yes very excited so make sure you tune in next week but in the meantime make sure you subscribe to the pod and definitely don't miss next week final reminder so (laughs) don't miss miss it we will see you next thursday bye see you later